BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. podcast called Jay is for justice. I think they're just hopeful that she returns no matter what. Oh my god, this Megan's house. Oh my god. Oh my god. And then wait a second, you guys, we have breaking news. All of a sudden in the chat there was breaking news that there was a raid going on in Houston, Texas. Um, It may be connected to a high profile case. That's her best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to Jay is for Justice. I am Jay and welcome Tonight, I have Melissa B. with me, and Melissa B. is muted along with our guest right now, and our guest is Steve Peterson, is the son of the notorious Drew Peterson. I'm sure we all know the case. We went over it a couple nights ago, um, pretty in-depth, and we have Drew's son, Steve. Hi, Steve. Hey, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> Melissa, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> well, Steve, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on my podcast. Melissa told me that this is your first time doing a podcast interview. You're like a you're like a big time interviewer. You're not used to small little little YouTube channels, are you? No, no, definitely my first one. Usually, uh, and usually it's front of the camera, so this is much easier. Mm. Yeah, much much easier. You don't have to mess with all of the all of the hoopla that goes along yeah Yeah. makeup and hair and you know melissa knows all about that we went on dateline and we had to you know go through all of the the mic checks and all of that and melissa had she had a mic malfunction it kept slipping down her shirt and it was the producers had a good time with her that day Just saying, it was it was quite it was quite funny. Like, if yeah. it could happen to anybody, it happens to her, you know. <laughs> so anyway, so do you play hockey? I see your picture is you playing hockey. Yeah, that's me. I play hockey. Yeah, have you, have you played it since you were a little boy or no? No, just since I was an adult. Mm. Your kids play. Yes, my uh, one of my little siblings is uh, he's in high school playing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Melissa, are we ready to get started? Yes, if you are. All right. Well, Steve, I keep almost calling you Drew, and I apologize if that slips <laughs> oh, out. Don't, yeah, don't do that. Because you seriously, you sound <laughs> so much like your dad. I know, and I have his laugh and look like him too. I know, and, that, and you know that's that's cool. That's cool. You know, were you were you and your dad close growing up? Yes, very actually. We, uh, I mean, we only came out here on the weekends, you know, to his house on the weekends and stuff like that. But you know, he was real involved with our lives, and uh, he was actually a real good dad. You know, took us on vacation, and you know, anything we needed, he was there for us. So, so he was a pretty he was a pretty involved dad. Yeah, I mean, he he worked a lot. You know, he worked like twenty jobs, but other than that, he was uh, he was always there for us and you know did everything we needed. What did he do besides um, law enforcement? Uh, he owned a bar. He at one point cleaned chimneys. He was a wedding photographer. Um, he sold vacuums, I think, at one point. Um, rehab rehabbed houses. Yeah, he did. He did everything. He was a workaholic. Dang! So he had his hands in a lot of stuff. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, no, no, pun, no pun intended. <laughs> that too, yeah. No pun intended, Stephen. <laughs> so what are the ages of all of your siblings? I know you're raising, uh, you're raising your youngest, two youngest, correct? Yeah. Correct. So it was, what, 2009 they came to live with me, and it was, um, there was four of them. And now they are all grown up. One's 15, one's 17, one's 26, and the other one's 27. Wow. And then I have an older brother who's 42. So they came to live with you in 09, so it's been 11 years. Yep. So they've adjusted well to living with you, and, and they're, they're doing good? Oh, they're all doing real well. You know, they, they all, we all are students and looking at sports, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, they're actually doing really well. That's awesome. It sounds like you're a good good person in their life. I like to think so. I like to remind them of that every day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we have to remind them, even when they're our <laughs> own, right? Right, exactly. Especially teenagers. Uh, yeah, teenage girls. <laughs> So did you, did you feel like, did you feel like your dad was ever mean to his wives, including your mom? Well, I don't remember him with my mom at all. Cause they divorced when I was like one. Oh, okay. Like okay. Um, but as far as, I mean, as far as being supportive, he was always, you know, if we get out of line while we were at her house, he would, she would show up if she called them, you know? So I think that was pretty good to her. Until I mean, when they were married, he you know cheated on her. So I guess that's not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the other ones, I mean, he really, we really didn't see a lot of like fighting or anything like that. Occasionally there would be a fight, you know. But I mean, for the most part, what I saw, he was always you know pretty decent. You know, I heard a lot of stories after the fact. Um, a lot of stuff has come out, you know, obviously since everything. Um, and you know, it's hard. To, some of it's hard to believe, but then others is like you realize well, that's who he was. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask you um, you know, since you were older, I'm sure you weren't around as much as the younger ones and and saw everything that was going on, right, with in the house with Kathleen and with Stacy. Well, yeah, when he was with Kathleen, I think that was I was in like junior high to college. Um and again, we were only there on the weekends and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, with Stacy, I was here a little bit after college. No, but then moved out. So did you get along with Kathleen okay? Yeah, yeah. Kathy was fine, you know. I mean, there became a point where it was like once she had kids, that her kids were number one and more important, more important. You know, we were kind of like Cinderella, you know, like the oh, ugly yeah. stepsister, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. And so it, it was, you know, she did treat us like that at times, but other times she was, you know, real good to us, and, you know. Um, you know, it was, it was fun to be over there. So you never like dreaded going or anything like that. It wasn't. No, I mean, what we dreaded was that we'd go there on the weekends and then have to babysit while they went out, you know? So we're mm. teenage, teenage kids babysitting our little brothers, you know? So. Right. Right. Which is kind of typical, which is kind of typical. Yeah. yeah. Tend to take advantage of the older ones. That's of are course. you the very oldest then? No, no, I have one. I have one brother who's older than me. Is that He's Thomas? No, it's Eric. Eric. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. getting all these names yes. confused. There is a Thomas. Yes. There's yes. a Thomas. He's the 27-year-old. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what a what a thing to take on. Was it your idea to have the kids come live with you or? Yeah. I, mean, I was married at the time. Um, and I had, a house, I had a pretty big house, actually. Um, so it was, we had the room. And it was, you know, just as simple as, you know, my dad asked me. You know, if anything ever happened to him, I take the kids. And of course, I said yes. Um, you know, my older brother was, he already had stopped talking to my dad at that point. Um, so he wasn't an option. And I was the only one, really, of all the families that was, you know, connected to all four kids. So you're pretty much the only one that, that stuck around through all the, the BS and kind of stuck by your dad through it when it was yeah, first I mean, happening? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was definitely. You know, we were close, you know, mm-hmm. up until that point, you know, and yeah. um, and so, yeah, I mean, of course, he asked me to, to do him a favor, help him out and, you know, watch the kids. Of course, I'm going to do that, you know. Right, right. Um, and, that, and that was more for the kids than anybody. That wasn't, you know, just for him. But, 
you know, during all that time, we always kind of thought there's no way he'd ever get convicted of anything like this. And it would just pass and eventually he'd be home and, you know, life would go on. Yeah. You know, so. So you guys were just kind of like in denial, like there was no way he could have done anything like this. Right. Yeah. For at first, at first it was just like, yeah, you know, no way, you know, and he tells you, he tells you one thing. And of course you're going to believe him, you know, Stacy ran away and whatever. And, um, okay, fine. We'll wait it out and see what happens. You know, obviously time goes on and things change. Right. Cause she had been talking about leaving him. Yes. She had wanted out. So it wasn't like too far fetched that she may leave. And of course this is your dad and, you could never imagine that your dad would do something like that. Right. Yeah, no way. I mean, and, and at that time, you know, Kathy's was just an accidental death, you know, so it wasn't like anybody thought she was murdered and then and it happened again. Like, no way. You know, that wasn't the case. It was like, okay, Kathy accidentally slipped and fell in the tub. She drowned. That was it, you know, and then a couple of years later, this. So still, you're not really thinking in that mindset of this happened or something happened to her, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What was what was Stacy like? Stacy was she was actually one of the nicest people you'd ever meet. Really? You know, she yeah, and but she was also she was also a kid. You know. Yeah. That's the simplest way to put it. She was a child, you know, but then she was at some time you talked to her and she was like a teenage girl, and there are times you talked to her and she was well beyond her years. You mm-hmm. know, so she kinda you know, I always say she was like you know, she'd give you the shirt off her back and then go buy you three more. You know, she always wanted to help everybody else with what she had, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's just who she was. You know, she was actually, you know, a really, really sweet person. She was a good person. Yeah. But she was vulnerable. Well, of course. She, yeah, I mean, she, she, she was came, young and she came from like, what, a broken home or something? Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Bad home situation and had nothing. And, you know, she was, uh, there's a guy flashing, you know, a cop flashing all this stuff to her and promising the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, Who could blame her? She, right. No, of course not. She saw a better life. Yeah. You know? and, yep. So are you older than her? Yes. I yeah. am like four years old. I believe I'm four years older than her. Wow. Yeah. Which is weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 She was really young. She was, in, what, 19 when he met her? 17. 17. Yeah. And she was working at a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. She was a reception and front desk girl at a hotel or something like that. Yeah. So let me back up just a minute here. Let's back up to Kathleen for a okay. second. So okay. when they exhumed Kathleen's body, did your dad seem to act different? Did he seem worried or did he seem, cause I know the video, like the interviews I've seen, he was very, very cocky. Like, right. very cocky. Like, there's nothing going right. to happen to me. I didn't do anything. He just was kind of making a mockery of it. That's what people thought. Um, a lot of it is his personality, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and that, that's, just who he, that's just who he was. That's just you his know, personality. He, he's a jokester. He, when he's nervous, he makes jokes. Before every, before all this stuff happened and after all this stuff, he never changed. He was just the same person the whole time. Is he still like that now? Yeah, I mean, he'll, yeah, I mean, you talk to him now, he'll still make jokes about he stuff. He still cuts and... up? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's just who wow. he is, you know, he's, he's just, uh, he's still himself, you know. Wow. Like father, like son. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get over how similar your voices are. It's, it's, yeah, un- it's uncanny. It drives my mom nuts, I know. Oh, my God. I bet. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So throughout all of this, like, was your mom just dumbfounded by everything that was going on and i mean was she like your guys's your support system through that yeah yeah my mom's a saint i mean she was um you know through she she's because now i have the kids right so she's she pretty much taken on those kids as her grandkids now which is totally weird because those are her ex-husband's kids you know yeah Um, you guys like switch roles right so she treats them like like they're her her grandkids now and so she's she's always there for me if I needed anything, a babysitter or whatever, you know. She's she's always been by me through everything. So did he seem like did he seem worried at all though that they were exhuming her body or was he just like taking it in stride? 
Oh yeah, it was it was just another you know another BS thing that he's going to have to deal with. But he really didn't care, you know. I mean, it was he didn't think anything of it. It's you just know, another it patriot or another. I'm sorry, I'm reading right. chat. It's just another <laughs> formality in what he was going through. Right, and and that was I forget how many years prior to that, you know. And these, what are they going to find now? You know, what's it, what's it going to be now? You know, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, never never once did. I think even when he got arrested for that, I think he was he couldn't he was more in shock that that's what he was being arrested for. Yeah, you know, I look back on like I found some pictures of like all of you and your siblings when you were little, and you guys, I mean, you look like a great family. Yeah, I mean, I said other than having a stepmom that was younger than me, yeah, we we had. (laughs) That's a little (laughs) weird, yeah. Yes, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was it was a good family, you know. I mean, I was close, always close to all my little siblings and. Um, you know, we always had party, family parties for everything, and you know, it was just yeah, it was a normal family. So when you and Stacy would would like communicate, was it more on like a peer level rather than a stepmom stepson level? Yeah, I mean, I was you know I was in college at the time. I just graduated college. Yeah, I think it was the last year of my college when we met. Um, and so yeah, it was just like. Yeah, we all lived here. You know, we all lived here. And we were was friendly, and it was you know we got, we got along. We did stuff together. Went out, even went out to bars and stuff. Um, he'd get into bars underage, you know, because what he knew people, and you know, so we'd all go out for drinks, whatever. It was fine, you know. There was a couple of times where she would try to like we, you know, we'd be out in the pool with friends, and she'd try to tell us to keep it down or yell at us or something like that. We'd laugh oh. because you know, you, you know <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> And she'd probably, she'd probably roll her eyes at you or whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's just like I said, it was a good relationship and everybody, you know, everybody got along and, you know, we had fun. Yeah. It looks, it looks like it. It looks like it. Um, so how often do you speak to your dad? Now it's not so much. It's not very often actually. Um, in the beginning when he was in my County, um, it was probably two, three, four times a week. He'd call all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, and then as he went to prison, it was a little less frequent, but I, you know, still would. And then, as of late, it's. I mean, I think the last time I actually talked to him on the phone was probably Christmas. He called. The, oh, uh, wow. He called. But he called me. I called my brother's cell phone, and he gave me the phone. You know, a lot of times when he calls now, we're not home, or he just calls at bad times or whatever. And um, and to be honest, I don't have a lot to say to him now. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he kind of. He turned on me a little bit. Um, he, you know, he saw when I was on like the Dr. Oz show, he saw the interview, you know, he didn't like some of the things I said. And it just was like, well, I don't really care what you, what you like or don't like. This is my story. I must tell it, you know. And um, so things like that, you know, and he just kind of, and then before that, he'd always be asking me for favors. And, um, you know, it became a hassle almost to talk to him sometimes. Yeah. You know? But you and, didn't know um, what he was gonna want next or something, right? I mean, it, it'd be yeah. something like put some put some money in this other prisoner's account for me, you know? And it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to deal with that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be connected to any of that stuff, you know? It's just it's just goofy, you know? Well, but, yeah, especially after the whole uh, prosecutor thing, right, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that to it too, and it's just like, yeah, no way. I mean, um, you you came out of this. I mean, your attitude is is amazing, honestly. Well, yeah, it's, it's changed over the year. I mean, I've, I've gotten to this point, you know, obviously in the beginning it was rough and I went through a lot and with my job too and the kids and divorce and like all sorts of stuff, you know, and now I'm at the point now where it's like I could live. and you Yeah, know. you can kind of just be. Yeah, right. And it's back to my life now and it's no longer. And then here life. and then here comes the J is for Justice podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, here it comes. Just, just <laughs> when Steve has moved on. <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh. So so your dad's attitude and demeanor has not changed really, but you just don't nope. don't hear from him too often. Does he does he communicate with anyone in the family regularly? Yeah, my uh brothers Tom and Chris talk to him. Um and they've gone and visited him. Um he writes letters and occasionally I'll write a letter back and send him some pictures of the kids and stuff like that. I know it makes him feel good. Um, so things like that, but yeah, he mostly talks to them and then they'll, if he's got anything to say, they can, they let me know. know. So I want to talk about Thomas Morphy. Okay. 
just because I've only I've only heard like a little bit about him and his testimony. Um, and speaking of that, the trial, I wanted to ask you, you know, how you fared through the trial. Did you go every day? No, I actually didn't go at all. You didn't? Um, no, because uh, I didn't want just I mean, too many cameras. I just didn't want to be part of that. You know, I, I hadn't done any interviews or anything at that time. Um, I was kind of just, just trying to stay away from it and then to be home with the kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was, you know, trying to, I'd be able to see everything on TV and, you know, like I just, some I normalcy. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't want any part of it. But I, I mean, I, I was obviously glued to the TV and the internet all day long um, for any updates. But I tried to stay away from that. Yeah, I don't. I can't say I blame you there. Yeah, it, it, it was a rough time too because it was like finally, because there's so many delays and so many. Uh, you're just kind of waiting for the next step to happen, and you know what's going to happen with your life, you know. And it was just, it was, it was a tough time, just because mm. it was just so much. It was so much. It was all coming to a to a head, you know. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was it was crazy time. So Thomas Morphy is your dad's stepbrother, correct? And he is the one that. Why don't you tell me he what he what he says he did with your dad? Because I don't have it all straight so the story was that my dad picked him up one night or even before that he was talking to him, hey would you do me a favor you know would you do anything for me you know i do anything for you you know kind of started to you know butter him up a little bit you know and then he picked him up one day and the story was that they came here to the house and that um inside of, of his bedroom there was a blue barrel and you know they pick it up and they carry it out the guy says it was warm to the touch what's the story um and then he carried it out to my dad's truck and then my dad dropped him off at some park to hold it held on to a cell phone and said don't answer it you know um and he, he didn't know what my dad did with the barrel or did anything like that and at some point he calls and he sees uh, Stacy's phone or Stacy calling or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's his story. So his story was that he basically helped carry some blue barrel out of here. And he testified in court that he thought that it had Stacy's body in it. Right. Right. After the fact. Yeah. Like, and then, and then I guess, you know, once everything, once um, it all happened, hit the news or whatever, I guess he tried to overdose or kill himself. Yeah, um, I heard that. Uh, yeah, so you know, because he, he told his neighbor, "Hey, I think I helped you know get rid of Stacy's body, um, all that." And I guess he tried to kill himself. So. But he was like a a drug user at the time. Was he a drug addict at the time or something? They discredited that's, him. Yeah, and then, of course that's what they're gonna do. I mean, anybody who spoke out against them or did whatever, they're gonna discredit them. Um, I yeah, I know he I know he had a problem with alcohol. I don't know about drugs. Um, but I mean, as far as I do, I always see that like family parties and like you know, like grandparents' funerals and stuff like that. And you know, he, he was always a real nice guy. You know, I always liked Tom. Is he still around? Yeah, I believe he still lives in town. Um, the last time I seen him, he was working at a gas station. Um, when they, I wanted to go buy milk in the morning, and uh, I ran into him there. You know. Wow. Did he ever say where they put this blue barrel? Uh, no, the last time he saw it was in the back of my dad's truck. And that's where they that's where they left it when he left with Stacy's phone or whatever was it was still in the truck. Yeah, yeah. And and there's video of them two together like going through the Starbucks. So it kind of corroborated the story of, you know, that they were together at that time. Um so it gives them some kind of some kind of, you know, it's kind of weird though if you think about it like i don't know i didn't watch the trial so i can't really say if this was brought up but why would why would drew bring the barrel upstairs instead of just bringing her down uh there's probably kids around oh i mean there's three you know gotcha. Four kids gotcha. so yeah. you're still in the same house yeah after yeah after eventually um the kids all came and lived with me at my house. I got divorced. I ended up coming and living at the house. Yeah. And were there other barrels in the house? No, no. There weren't. Uh, no, and I, and I never seen this barrel. I don't know where it came from or, you know, where he would have got it. I've never seen anything like that. 
So I think I think Stacy's mm-hmm. sister testified her. She said that she saw it in my garage and asked about it. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think not, that's where I heard that, that there was other ones that I think her sister had seen in the right. garage. Yeah, yeah, I didn't ask about it, but it's kind of a weird thing. Why would you ask about a barrel in someone's garage? But um, I have a question. So now okay. Stacy's sister is saying that you won't let the kids see her. Is that true? I didn't in the beginning um, and for a long time, yes. Uh, but now they don't want to go around here. They don't. I think they, uh, no, they they came in contact around like Facebook or something like that. They're messaging with her or something like that, and they thought she was creepy. So, um, but no, I definitely, I definitely kept them away from her. Um, that's one hundred percent true. Um, she was, you know, the things she would say and all that stuff. The rumors she put out there about me and the the press and all that stuff and. You know, I just couldn't trust her. I couldn't trust what she would say around the kids. You know? Do you and believe I, her theories yeah. about Stacy being in the canal and she has sonar images? I, I mean, I doubt it. Just because if, if they actually did, they would have, you know, they, this is one of those things that the state are, they're dying to solve. You know what I mean? They want this case. They want this closure. They want to be the guy that say, yep, we found her. We got it. We did it. You know, that would be, for any cop's career, that would be, you know, awesome. They would be promoted and you know who knows what else you know um but i don't know i i don't know why they if, if it was there that she had this you know whatever that it would actually you know why they wouldn't go look you know because they looked everywhere i mean they were up and down the canal and boats and all that stuff and every field in the area and for towns around here i mean they looked everywhere from what i could see she's saying that she can see a body in the barrel or in the object that sh- that's shown on the sonar right. have you seen right. those photos I, yeah i saw the picture and I, I i i can't i don't think that looks like anything but i can i don't you know it just looks like a little shadow i mean i it's i, I mean you would think someone who can read sonar imaging would say that's a body they would have done something about it right exactly i mean i, mean, I, I do I get her it. desperation if that was my sister you know i'd be desperate to to find her i mean knowing that she's not oh hey, alive, you know? yeah yeah but no, like I, I get what you're saying too and back to you know with keeping the kids or whatever you know that was your judgment call you were mm-hmm. given custody of the kids and i think that you know talking to you you sound like a very reasonable person and I have no, you know, I mean, I understand if you were doing it for the best, what was best for those kids. Every decision I made with the kids was what I thought was for their best interest. You know, I mean, if I, if, I mean, they still talk to uh, Stacy's aunt, so they're they're great aunt. You know, um, she's very much a part of their lives. I t- I even text her all the time. Um, the kids go fly out to California to go visit her. She come when she's in town, she sees them. You know, what I mean, so it's not like I'm keeping her family away. Yeah, it's, um, they still have that connection. One, one person. So now, do all around. the kids live with you now? Uh, two of them do, the youngest two. The oldest two are already, uh, they're adults now, you know, they're 26 and 27. So, so the older um, two are Kathleen's? Correct. And then the younger two are Stacy's? Yes. Crazy. Okay, so... So these, the kids never actually really had to move from their house? Um, they did for a very short time. Um, the uh, Thomas, you know, the oldest of the, of the all of them, um, ended up staying with a neighbor for like one semester because he was like, you know, he's valedictorian. He, he wanted to keep that going, and you know, so the other three came with me. For, it was only it was like so it was probably maybe eight months or something like that that they we lived there, and then we came back, and then they you know so they all go back to their schools and stuff like that. Wow. You've done a really good job with them. They're really, I mean, they're really lucky to have you. Think about, like, where would they have gone and what would they have done if you weren't there to step up in their life and protect them and take care of them? Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I obviously I thought about that at the beginning, you know, what could happen, you know what I mean? And you know, I, I always wanted the best for them and they deserve that and they've been through enough and, you know, I'd, I was like I said, I was the only one who's actually related to, you know, like Stacy's family wasn't related to Tom and Chris. They're, you know, and yeah, you were the have... common denominator. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, I did everything. I got them in sports and activities and counseling and anything you could think of. We got them in just to give them some kind of normal 
life and make him feel better, you know? Yeah, that's that's amazing. It really is. I yeah. mean, that's commendable. Thank you. I mean, you know, here, like, we follow true crime. We follow all different mm-hmm. crimes, and we never really hear the outcome, like, this many years later. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the outcome, yeah, right. the aftermath, like... How did you overcome this and, and where are you now? And I think it's totally interesting. And I think yours is like a success story. I mean, I hope so. I mean, we'll see in a few years when they're all adults and, you know, how they how they fare in their relationships and their lives. And, you know, that's the main thing. Yeah, but we do um, that anyways. I mean, even in a normal situation. So, right, you right. know, I just think that, you know, you've been like someone in chat just said, you're the stability in their lives. And, yeah, I mean, obviously... They needed that. And do they understand that everything that's happened with Drew and all of that for the most part? Or yeah, I mean, pretty it, open? It, 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 yeah, I mean, in the beginning, we had to kind of give them a kid-friendly story because they were only, what, three and four, four and five, something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Wow, they so were really it start, little. It, it, yeah, so I mean, it started off as always out helping the police find your mom, that kind of stuff. You know, that's what he told them first, so I got to go roll with that one. And then as things went on, they would hear stuff at school. And so we kind of... But everything they heard was like half of the truth, yeah. you know. So I had to, okay, no, this is what really happened, and then find, and then they're on the internet, and you know, the teachers were telling me, hey, I saw Anthony, you know, clicking on stories about your dad. Like, All right, so I got, so then I decided, I decided one day I'm just gonna tell them everything, mm-hmm. and you know, as things happen, I'll tell them right away. So when they do hear from someone else, they know what's the truth already. Yeah, you they're know? hearing it from you, not someone at school. Yeah. And like I said, there's yeah. six siblings. There's six siblings, but we all had a different experience. We were all, um, um, you know, we all went through it in different ways. We all saw different things. We are all, you know, it's just crazy how everybody had some kind of different perspective on it. And uh, Oh, God, you guys you know, were so spread out in age that you were all at right. different points in your right. life, you know? Yeah. So they, they were three and four, and you started out just kind of with, you know, baby steps and yeah, just progressively yeah, yeah. told them the truth. And yeah, and, I think and, and that's like said, great. Open and honest, you know, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they all kind of, you know, uh, took it in and, and, and try, you know, different ways, you know, and they've all gone through the same emotions at just different times, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. at first is the, at first it's the same. Oh, no way. He didn't do it. You know, why are these people saying that? And then it became, oh man, he did do it. And now, you know, like Lacey, she's pissed off at him now. She doesn't want to talk to him. She's, um, she's, she's mad about it. You know, she, she misses the fact that she didn't get a mom and she, you know, doesn't have that, you know, yeah. um, Anthony is, you know, he's like, he's at the point where he's just like, Hey, whatever, you know, it's, he was pissed off for a long time and he had a hard time dealing with it. Cause he has a lot of memories of his mom, you know? Um, he remembers her. Yeah, he remembers her, and you know he, you know, tells me stories. Oh, remember this time? You know, I don't Aww. remember. That. Okay, you know, I let him have it, and um, yeah. So I mean, it's just different. You know, everybody, everybody took it a different way. So Gosh, man, and I, I don't know how you how you deal with it because it's kind of like one wave after another, you know, and you got to adjust to each kid and and where they're at and what they're going through, yeah. and yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot to deal with, and I'm sure you've learned a lot going through oh, all yeah. of this oh my god yeah, it's, it's just a total roller coaster of you know i mean how to do anything you know how to deal with it and you know everybody's emotions and uh yeah i mean it's it's just been crazy it's it's it was a lot of hard years that's for sure i mean yeah. now we're at the point everybody's kind of cool and everybody's kind of like all right you know here we are now we're doing our own thing you know and it's no longer who we are or what we're about you know? yeah so. yeah you guys have moved on that's awesome yeah so I guess it's safe to say that nobody really visits Drew. Uh, like, like Tom and Chris do. They visit him. No. Is yeah, he okay? Him. So I want to just like clear up because he was in Terre Haute, right? He was in yes. federal custody, and then he was moved to like state custody. Yes. Why was he in federal? Was it because of the prosecution, the hit hit thing? I think you know, the the states have a pact, a pact agreement, and it's just it's just where he ended up. I don't, I don't he he never got an explanation for it. He actually liked that one way better than the first one, because now the first one is one of the oldest prisons in the country, and it's like he said, it's everything you see in a prison movie. It's just the worst, the worst place on earth. Mm. And then once he got once he got to the federal place, he's like, it's clean. It's our it's like a resort, huh? Like a resort, right, yeah. <laughs> compared yeah, to that, it was much better. Yeah, much better. 
So he was at least happy to move there. And then, you know, his new place, he said, he, you know, he gets jobs at these places. And I think he's washing laundry now or doing dishes or something. Wow. Um, Isn't it amazing yeah. to think back? I mean, I heard you say your dad was a workhorse. <coughs> you know, he, you told yeah. me that he did all kinds of different jobs and was always working. And now he's, he's locked up in a prison washing dishes and doing laundry. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and for, you know, so many cents a day you know as opposed right. to what he was making as a mm. police officer making over a hundred thousand you know what i mean so it, it's definitely a shock to his system and you think it's knocked him down know. a few notches at all i hope i hope so i mean he was his big thing is control and you know even with me it's just like yeah he couldn't he, for a while he could control things from inside of you know how things were done out here and mm-hmm. you know whatever and once he lost that i think that's when things started turning with me and his relationship yeah anyway. probably like when you said he saw that interview he was like right. uh he's not saying what i want him to say right. anymore yeah right and the biggest thing you know he blamed me for not having a good relationship with his youngest kids like it's my fault mm. like i could i should have done more and i said no i did exactly what they wanted to do and i never once said a bad word about him and i only tell him good stories about you know the stuff that we got to do with them you know the funny stories we had yeah yeah and, uh, but, you know, unfortunately, they could go on the internet and see what everybody else thinks, you know. Right. Gosh. That's just got to be really, I mean, that had to be kind of hard to stand up to your dad. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah, like I said, I mean, I really haven't had to deal with that. I just, just stopped talking. You know, I mean, I just don't, if I don't want to answer the phone, I don't have to, you know. Right. And and he's, he was always concerned about his stuff and his house and blah, 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 and what it was, you know what's going on with this house this and that you know and i, 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 mean, I don't mean to laugh but it's like it's not your house anymore like you're, right. you're it's, never it's, getting it's who, out like it's it's who he is and you know he, he always but he still has this like hope that he's getting out and he's gonna, he's gonna win an appeal sooner or later you know he's gonna get out so he that's still his, denies everything oh big time big wow time. everybody and that's the other problem and you know this goes back to you know, my mom said that that's how he always was he always blames everybody else for his you know, when something goes wrong or he does something, he blames everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's just who he is. And it's 100% what he does. He blames the prosecutor and blames the state police and everybody else's fault but his, you know. Dang. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. But, you know, you're nothing like him. You may sound like him. You may <laughs> laugh like him and joke like him. But honestly, you're nothing like that. I mean, yeah, like, I tried to be like, we were like, we would go out to bars or we go out, hang out and do whatever. At parties, you know, he was the life of the party always. And like I, that part of him, I'll 100% own up to. Uh, yeah, I'm just like him. But the controlling, the, you know, like the, the other side of him, that, that's not me. You know, I, I, I want to be everything but that. Yeah, know? I guess I'm curious. Like, your dad's parents, were you close with them, your grandparents on your dad's side? Yeah, it's, at some point we actually lived with them because there was a, a short period of time when he lost his job. From the police department, um, like I think it was in the '80s. So we actually lived with um, lived with my grandparents for a little bit, and so yeah, they were you know. And then my my grandpa died when we were pretty young, um, but we had yeah, my grandma we'd see all the time, and yeah, we were close to all those people. And did his parents seem to have like, I mean, did they? Was the his dad controlling? Yeah, his his dad was. I mean, my grandpa was a marine, you know, so he was very strict. Okay, and, so that's how Drew know, grew up was very in a very yeah. strict. Family. Oh yeah, I mean, would get a whooping if you needed it and all that stuff, and you know, my dad's always been in, like the jokester he is, and so as a kid, he got himself in a lot of trouble, you know. But yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes I think, and I mean, I'm no psychologist or anything, but sometimes I think when when kids grow up in in homes that are very controlling like that, where they feel like they don't have control, then they end up being controlling because they right. lack that sense of control. I mean, if yeah. you want to get kind of deep about it, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, he, he had to control everything in, in, in our house. And that's just how God to, how to, to this extent, you know, to this extent. Yeah. Yep. It's insane. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing. I mean, I don't, I saw a good question in chat. I can't find it now. Um, oh, it was about Drew being in the army. Was he in the army before he was an, a police officer? 
Yes, he was. He's actually yeah in the uh, military police. He was, and he at one point was guarding. I think it was Gerald Ford, and he's a, he has a funny story. You don't remember Gerald Ford? He used to fall all the time, and one time he chucked right in front of my dad, and my dad started laughing. And the Secret Service didn't like that. So, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's what he was. I mean, that's just. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Do you have any other stories about him? I'd have to think about it, but yeah, I mean, he was, like I said, we, we always would have fun. This is how, who he was. And, you know, there was never uh, anything off topic, you know, or, or out of bounds with him. You know, he could, just, he could just do whatever. And, you know, like I said, we, we always just had a blast. And, that, and, that's, and that's what sta- makes you sad because that was what the kids missed out on. You know what I mean? Well, and yeah. What... And, you know, I want to say to you, like, I'm sorry. Like, you lost your dad, too. Like, you're taking care of everyone else, but you also lost your dad. So, right. Yeah. I mean, that's was my dad, my one of my best friends, you know, and that's God, it's, it's absolutely so, yeah. horrible. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was a lot all at once. You know, it was, it was almost too much all at once. And, uh, it's unfortunate, you know, it's, he had everything going for him. You know, I mean, he had made tons of money and had everything going, and nice, you know, beautiful wife and kids and threw whatever. It, threw it all it was, away. Yeah. For what? And, and, and my thing is, it, is he's always protecting his, his his money and his stuff, you know, and that's why I think he did what he did with Kay, with Kathy because he was protecting his. They're getting divorced, so he was protecting his pension and his, his house. She and was gonna stuff. get half, right? She she was gonna get yeah at least ten pretty like much half ten years, yeah. half or ten years of his pension. Um, the how yeah in child support, which was you know through the roof, like tons I mean, tons. So I mean yeah, that made sense. You know, I mean to him, that's why he protected. Was it. Kathleen and, the third wife then? Kathy was the third wife, yes. Okay, and the second wife was not your mom. Your mom was the first wife. My mom was the first wife, yes. Okay. Second wife was, was Vicky. Vicky. So yeah. Vicky was the yeah. one that when she divorced, she didn't ask for anything. Is that the yeah, she did. Yep. So she, just she was like, out, I just want it. out. I don't want any of your yeah. any of your money, any of your stuff. And yep. and he was fine with that because he didn't have to give up anything. Right. Right. They yeah, they went their separate ways and I think he bought her out of the bar. They owned a bar together, so he bought her out of that. And um, yeah, it was, it was easy. She didn't ask for his pension or anything like that. And, um, yeah. So did, she was, what happened to the bar? Uh, eventually, they sold it. You know, um, they sold it when he was married to Kathy. Mm. So yeah. But so he, that, he that didn't working. make it to the Stacy marriage then. No. No. That must I have mean, been interesting when he owned a bar. Did you guys go up there and oh yeah, like his was, kids hang awesome. out? <laughs> yeah, we would go and help him. Um, we'd you know go help him clean up and like um, cut the grass, all that kind of stuff. And then he'd have us pull liquor bottles from the basement and you know help out around the place and you know and play ping pong against drunk people for beers. That was one of my favorite things to go do <laughs> at, closing, at closing time. And we'd beat up on these drunk guys and. Uh, you know, he'd back, he'd back me, you know, it was great. Oh my God. <laughs> the place, yeah. the place was called Suds, right? Suds Pub. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Melissa looked yeah. it up and it looks like it's still there, but it has a different name. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I told her to go there and go live, but she wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Let's she go. refused. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys are in both in Illinois, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, anyways, did you see any any questions in chat, Melissa? Yeah, there's a lot. Do you want to take Let's a couple go. questions, or you want me to let you go? It's up to you. No, I'm good. Let's do it. All right. So Michelle wants to know: Was Drew ever strict with the kids? Uh, yes, but it changed throughout the three sets of kids. So with me and my brother, he was very strict. And then as he got older and had the next set, he was they got away with more stuff. And then by the the youngest ones, you know, he was almost like their grandpa. So, you know, they are with their grandkids. He could they could get away with everything. So but initially he was. With me and my brother, yeah, he was very strict. Like strict like he was like he grew up strict that way? Like we like we would get the belt if we if if he thought we needed it and you know that kind of stuff so, so you definitely stood up straight <laughs> oh we did and then and everything we we had to say yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no sir to all the adults and mm. um 
you know, everything like that, you know, chores, everything. We, he kept us in line, and if we screwed up in school, he threatened to come sit in our classroom with us. You know, it's just we was. <laughs> oh, shit, you wouldn't want that. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, where's Mary's question? Uh, Mary and Stella. If you guys want to repeat your question, I can't find it. I'm scrolling up. Mary's question was, was there ever a time he felt his dad was just not who he portrayed to be? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, after the fact and after you hear tons of stories from all these women of how horrible he was and, you know, controlling and stuff that you never saw. It just didn't seem like him, but, you know, they can't. I mean, I, obviously, some are probably not all the way the truth, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, you kind of hear so much stuff, so much bad stuff, and you realize maybe he wasn't the best person in the world, you know? Hmm. Because, I mean, I modeled, I mean, I wanted to be a cop just like him. I wanted, you know, and once that happened, you know, we became super close, and he helped me throughout all that stuff, and, um, you know, he was always there for me. So, like I said, he was a he was my friend and my dad, and you know, and my yeah, mentor. and you looked up so, to him. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, of course, you'd never think he'd steer you wrong or do wrong. You know. Shell wants to know: Will you ever sell the house? Yes, and I can't wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the kids to, to finish school. Um, you know, once they once they finish their high school and get you know get done, then there's not really no reason for me to stay out this way. So. And yeah, they're how old? Work. And they're how old now? The youngest ones. Uh, seventeen and fifteen. So only few a few more years. Three, few more. Few more years. Yep. You think they'll both someone go off to, to college? Someone wants to know if you're a Cubs or a Sox fan. Um, I bleed Cubby blue. Audra. <laughs> Do you think they'll both go off to college? Um, I think, uh, the older of the two wants to go like into a trade, like electrician or something like that, do that route. And then the other one, she's, you know, she's an honor student and it's school super easy for her. So oh, geez. Sure she'll have a free ride, yeah. huh? Yeah, I, I hope so. Good for but, her. You know, and good for I him mean, she, too. She, yeah. She's like Tom, you know, Tom went off to the auditory, went to an Ivy league school and, um, yeah, she's she's super smart, you know. I just hope she, you know, sticks with it and finds something. She doesn't know what she wants to do, obviously, but you know, hopefully she does. Um, what has been the hardest part out of many, I'm sure? The hardest part. Oh man. Um Yeah, can you pick one thing? Yeah, I mean there's too many things, but you know, I mean, obviously you know, I lost my job because of all this um, as a cop. Um, that was probably one of the hardest things for me. Um, and then just having to be mother and father to these kids, you know, all the time. And just, you know, I, I kind of had it. I didn't get the life. You know, so I'm not, I didn't get to live my life. You know, I'm living, you know, for someone else, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. so, so that was hard. That was, that was real hard, you know. But, you know, after a while, you kind of just realize that's what you're put here for. So that's what I'm going to do. And, you know. Yeah, you eventually just accept it, and it is what yeah. it is. And you know what? Yep. In three years, you've got all adults. <laughs> well, I still, I still have my daughter who's eleven. Oh, you um, have your own daughter as well. Yes, yes. Oh my so gosh! That's, that's, okay, that's, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, so that's that's it. So in two thousand nine, she was born. <laughs> she was born in February. In May, oh I got four gosh. more kids. Wow. So yes, yeah, so, so add all that to the fun, and it was. Uh, Dude, you yeah, are you're a strong guy. You're a strong guy. That's I, that's a lot. I, I'm surprised I made it, but yeah, I know I'm I'm uh, I'm glad I was tough enough to do it all. So. Yeah, I mean you should be proud of yourself, really. You really should. Yeah. Angela has a question. What has Stephen done to help victims' rights, or would he be willing in helping to advocate for crime victims' families? And before you answer that. I know that you've become friends with, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but her dad is the smiley face killer. Melissa she, Moore. Melissa Moore. Thank yeah. you. I didn't yes. want to say it wrong. I knew more, but yes. I, I couldn't remember the first name. But if you could talk a little bit about that and like what, 
she does it's pretty neat yeah so she contacted me probably four years ago um to do a show with her um you know i met with one of kathy's family and you know they the whole production and it was good and and since then i've become friends with her and um, now she's a producer and uh um, does true crime tuesdays on dr oz um so she had me on there and you know she wants us to come back again um but i mean as far as like actually reaching out and doing stuff i don't know doesn't really... she talk to other like families of victims of crimes Yes, I yeah. mean, yeah. She she's she had a few different different few different shows she did. Yeah, um, but that was one one of them. She kind of she kind of connects the like a, the killer's family with the, the victims. victims. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's what I saw. That's what I saw. And and, cause, and you know, some people want to apologize for something like their dad did. Some people want to like you know just want closure and or to tell the, the the kid of the of the murderer that hey, we don't hold anything against you. We know it wasn't you. You know, so it, it was actually a pretty powerful show. Um, she was actually on the first episode. I think she did her own, mm. you know, and and that's and that's what inspired her to kind of do the whole thing. And you know, I thought, yeah, the and... one I saw was cool because those people just they were able to say, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, holding you responsible for what your family member did, you know. So it was, yeah, it was just really cool to see that kind of closure for those people. Right. Yeah. No, it was a good experience. She actually does a lot, and she's. You know, she's she's pretty impressive. She's yeah, she um, seems like a pretty pretty yeah. amazing person. Um, Shane Culkin. Hold on, oh, before that, okay. brunch mom and Gwen T want to know if you're single. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just said he was just a mom and a dad, but are yes, you? I am currently. Uh, no, I'm not married. Yes, not married. <laughs> So Shane Culkin wants to know, Stephen, why exactly did you lose your job? It sounds very unfair. Okay, so um, at some point in the beginning, my dad, before, like, obviously Stacy goes missing, my dad showed up at my house and he asked me to hold on to some guns for him because he didn't want anything to happen to him. Now these aren't like hanging, these are like rifles, you know, big mm -hmm. guns that obviously wouldn't be used in any crimes in the house and whatever. So he asked me to hold on to him, and I said, yeah, no problem, because he didn't want, you know, he knew they were going to come search his house, and he knew they were going to, you know, damage him or whatever, and they actually did. Um, so I held on to him, which is fine, um, and then a couple days later, I talked to the state police, and they said, hey, we understand that you have some guns of his. I said, yeah, said, can you bring him in on Friday when you talk to us? Yeah, absolutely, no problem. Um, and So between that and um, at some point, he gives me a check for like a home equity line of credit that says if anything ever happens to me, take this to raise the kids, let the house go, just take the money. So cool. Um, somehow my chief turns that into that I was interfering with the investigation. Mm. Now the state police have always said, I don't know, he's been cooperative with us. He's, he's done nothing to help us. Um, you know, why don't you just leave him alone, you know, basically. And my chief, you know, had his friends on the police and fire board and then, you know, they got rid of me. So, um, so yeah, I lost everything because of because of that. Unbelievable! Yep. It's amazing. Well, the damage that one person can do to so many lives. Yeah, and, and, and it's it's crazy beyond that. It's like how many people this has touched. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a story. When you say who you are, everybody has a story. Oh my God, they state police were in my work, um, talking to my coworker because he dated her one night or something like that, mm. or just crazy stuff. And it's yeah. like everybody somehow, somehow connected and everybody knows everybody. And, you know, I'm still friends with a lot of cops and whatever, and everybody knew him and knew him from a class or knew him from whatever. And, you know, it, it's just, it's nuts. So you were um, a cop in the same town? No, I was oh. a guy. I was like five, three or four towns away. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Bolingbrook yeah. is like a smaller town. It's a, yeah, it's I don't know how many people we have here, but it's it's a good size. It's just it's not, you know, huge by any means. It's not like a Chicago or anything like that. Um but yeah, it has a small town feel to it. So is it true that that your dad would drive by and like watch Stacy at the house and stuff? Do you know anything about that? I have never seen that. I've heard that story. Um if she was out um having like shopping or out having lunch with somebody, you know, like the pastor or a sister even or whatever, he would always show up, you know, and 
be honest, I started hurt. And I guess when she wanted to join the gym, he joined too and would just sit there and watch her and, you know, make sure no one talked to her mm. kind of thing. You know, just crazy. Um, very, like, very insecure, you know? Without a doubt. And, mm. and it's like, you know, he's been with, you know, cheated all his life. So, of course, he knows, you know, what he did. So, he, you know, deflects that onto her and, you know, it was unfortunate. Um, of course, I don't want to hear about this after the fact. And, you know, I didn't know anything about it during when it was going on. Yeah. Do you do you think that Stacy will ever be found? Uh, I hope so. Um, just so I have closure for the kids and everybody, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at this point, I, I I don't know where they haven't looked, you know. And even the state police, you know, I've given them DNA for the kids and stuff in case they do. Um, but even they say at this point it would just be you know bones or you know whatever. So yeah. It's, you know, do you have any theory yeah. on what you think happened to Stacy? I mean, just I, I pretty much should buy into whatever you know, Tom Murphy said. You know, I mean, if he, if he carried around a blue barrel and all that kind of stuff, I mean, uh, I don't have any other thing to go on. You know, no one, no one does. You know, that's and I mean, I, I don't think he's ever gonna say it. You know, everybody always thinks like I know that's the other thing. Everybody thinks I know more, or I'm like waiting for him to die to say something, but. It's just not the case, you know, it's not the case. I mean, like, I I hope he has a come to Jesus moment, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. writes me a letter before he dies or something, but, you know, I doubt he will. I think he wants to go out as a victim. So, Dang. You know. It's crazy that he could dig his heels that far in the ground, you know? Oh, yeah. And I, I, he doesn't want, I don't think he wants anybody thinking that he's, a bad guy or anything like that he just wants to be he wants to go down thinking he's the he's the victim in this i mean it's crazy because he he really expects people to believe that is he still sticking with the original story that she took off with another man yeah yeah so we're supposed to just believe that she just it's it's crazy right yeah it's it's absolutely not it's like nowadays it's i mean no way uh michelle hill says she would totally read a steven peterson book (laughs) <laughs> i've 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 heard that you know um i don't know i guess i've always been waiting for my uh big happy fairy tale ending or something like that i win the lottery and i could you know whatever but uh yeah, i don't know i thought about it i guess i do have a lot to say but uh you do have quite the story you yeah, really do I mean, yeah i mean there's, there's so many different avenues this thing goes down but uh yeah i don't know maybe one day yeah, maybe when when all the kids are grown, that's something you can, you yeah. can focus on. <laughs> just be, yeah, right? just be right yeah. now. Yeah, right. Exactly. Michelle Hill says you can self-publish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he tried to pick uh, put out a couple of books and then nobody bought them. So. Did he really? So, yeah. Well, there was a reporter that was like big at the case around here, put one out early, and uh, that's what they based that Rob Lowe movie off of. Oh, okay. Um, and then he put one out that was like Drew Peterson exposed, and uh, exposed. He took a lie. He took a lie detector test, and you know all that kind of stuff. Did he pass and, it? Uh, I guess. I guess it was all but one question or something goofy, or some goofy question. But I guess he passed it all. And um, and that was a that was a weird story about him. But his ego was so big, he like gives me an autographed copy of it, like oh, to my son. Oh my god. You know, like, like, what the? Why? No, why would you didn't. do that? No, he <laughs> swear, didn't. No, he didn't. I'll send you the pictures. Yeah, it was just like it was. It's, it, was it was like you gotta be wow. kidding. Wow. You know. Yeah. Did you watch so, the Ruffalo movie? I did, and it was horrible and completely, <laughs> it, it, it completely inaccurate. So. I just watched it the other night. Yes, there was even 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 Stacy's family didn't like it. They thought it was like so much. There was so much inaccurate stuff from it, and. Yeah, you gotta love the Lifetime movies. Oh, it was good. I mean, it was it was, it was I so cheesy. Wa- I Rumble. can't I can't watch. Yeah, I can't watch Big Bang Theory now because you know Penny is the uh, with Stacy. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. But seeing Rob Lowe play your father in a movie, <laughs> what? Right, and, what and if you watch, I don't know if you watch Parks and Rec that he's in. You can see there's a time in that show where he was his hair was growing out and looking like not himself. He was filming the movie at that time. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he looks like him at all, but <laughs> No, not at all. It was, no, it, was it was it was interesting. It was cheesy and terrible. It, yeah. it was. Especially when the garage door went up and he's like, I'm untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <right>. yeah. <laughs> which which was actually based off of something, an actual true story. The true story was that he found a garage door opener and he was clicking it. And the neighbor's garage door was going up and down. And he didn't realize it was hers or something like it was something like along those lines. So it was like everything was kind of based off stuff, but it was like completely. Yeah, like he was standing there. Okay, so this neighbor, that's what I wanted to ask you. I'm so glad you said that. Who was this lady? Because I didn't know anything about a neighbor until I saw the movie. Yeah, she still lives next door. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. So she was actually friends with Stacy through all this. Um, So that was correct then in the movie. That she yeah. was close with Stacy. Yeah, she's real close with Stacy. Yeah, um, she still she still lives next door. Um, she still gives the kids birthday gifts, stuff like that. We wave, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah. Wow. Yep. So that lady, I was just when I watched the movie, I was wondering if that was embellished at all. But they were. That was pretty much her only friend, huh? Yeah. I mean, besides like her sisters, um, yeah. As far as I knew, just the neighbor. Because yeah. he was, she, he had her like, he had a tracker. He tracked her on her phone or something. That's, like I get, yeah. Like I, he I knew where she was, like all the time, and <laughs> yeah, what that's is what I hear. Yeah. Gwen T said, "Can I come visit you, Stephen, and stand outside your window with a boombox playing in your eyes?" Send send pictures first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Please, please don't come by the house, though. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God, Gwenty. Gwenty, I wanted to read her comment earlier, too. She said, I think you'll get your fairy tale ending. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> she well, says yeah. we, no, we've, we've had We've had enough people, you know, they come by, take pictures of the house, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was, yeah, it kind of all worn off by now. But, you know. You don't ever have any looky-loos coming by anymore? No, not really. I think that was kind of like in the beginning. Oh, um, I was going to send Melissa B over to kind of drive by and take well, pictures. Hold on, thanks, What question? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't I know if I want to know. I know. I don't. Uh, he's like our youngest listener. He's, I think, 19. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know, he but kind he's like, of gets... same question for Melissa. I know. I'm wondering what his question is, though. I don't want to know, though. Uh, Gwen says, "I'm not a stalker, Stephen. I was asking for a friend." <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Gwen. <laughs> yeah, Gwen, come on by. That's fine. <laughs> oh my god! She said, "I'm literally oh. laughing out loud." Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. I was gonna send Melissa B up to Suds and doing a drive-by yeah. and no i'm just kidding do it i might <laughs> she wants to send me everywhere hey you got a mask you can go <laughs> all right well steve i've taken enough of your time i think we've been on here for a good hour and i want to thank you so so much for for opening up and talking to us and you know you sound like a sound like a great guy and pretty sure you'll you'll have your little fairy tale ending i appreciate that yeah you you have a good you have a good attitude you have been through so much and come out you know and taking care of those kids is really commendable i mean that's that's a job in itself so yeah it wasn't easy someone had to do it right well, why not you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anything going the last ten years. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll t- I'll skip out on my thirties. What the hell? Yeah, right. Why not? Why not? <laughs> you know what though? Your forties and your fifties are going to be the best. I hope so. You know what? They I will. So. They really will. Oh, John. Georgia uh. dog said, "I got my fairy tale." Oh, jeez. Oh, isn't he the cutest? Oh. That's her fiance. So Gwen, Gwen said, so Stephen, did you say it's cool if I swing by? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, come on. She said, did I hear that correctly? <laughs> <laughs> we should have had her call in tonight. 
These two would have been cracking up the whole time. Oh boy. John. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Stephen, and thanks, Melissa. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. No problem. Hey, careful what you say, Steve. <laughs> I had fun. Anytime, seriously. Yeah, it is fun. It's, <laughs> hey, it's a lot less stressful than those big networks, isn't it? It is. Yeah, we're just the little people. Yeah, well, you uh, can come on. You can come on anytime and just shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And next time, next time we're Gwen on the phone, it'll be fun. Oh yeah, we got to get Gwen T <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a good night. Thanks again. You too. Uh, you too. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks you guys for joining tonight. Um, great story from Steve. What a, what a great guy and what a different perspective. Um, I think it was very interesting and I think it's amazing everything that he has pulled through and, and done. So yeah, it's 11-11 and I'm going to sign off. Everybody have a great night. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.